Hello and welcome to Last Time On. This is the podcast for people who want to watch all this prestige television, but who has time for all that? I know I don't. I'm Jafar. And I am Ben. And we are nine episodes into our podcast, Ben, and we have finished Breaking Bad. Yeah. We're talking about the finale, season five, episode 16, Felina. I, I'm glad we made sure there was the rule that we have to watch the pilot in the finale. Yes. Because uh, this... This was wise. This was great. But also, I'm just like, I wanted to watch more Breaking Bad. Oh, I'm going to watch more Breaking Bad. I've had to stop myself from watching more Breaking Bad until we record this episode. Uh, I feel like... Well, we'll talk about it at the end, what well, we're going to do going Do not forward. watch any of it until we have done our, our recap uh, episode. Yes. So we can actually be surprised by stuff. And, Jafar, I'm going to say, you might want to watch more Breaking Bad but we're going to have another show to watch. Yeah, we've got another show to watch. I do not want to, to be in a situation where, hey, have you watched, you know, season four, episode three of America's Next Top Model? And you'd be, no, I, I'm working my way through Breaking Bad. And like, <laughs> but we have to know what Tyra's getting up to. We will not be doing America's Next Top Model. Why Why are you stifling me, Javier? Because I'm not interested in covering reality TV. Maybe as a, a fun bonus at some point down the line. No. <laughs> watch so- something that is completely, like, <laughs> try and make a through line of watching, like... Drag Race or something. Or, why am I blanking on the name of it? One of the MTV, like, we just show music videos. <laughs> um, just like, so what happened? Well... There's the Smashing Pumpkins. And <laughs> yeah, the through line of our Say What karaoke watch through is going to yeah. be real tough. So what we're going to do, we actually haven't decided this yet, so we're just going to have this conversation on pod now. All right. So we're going to do this episode for the finale, mm-hmm. and then I think we do our recap, and then we do the episode we missed, as opposed to the other way around. Yes. So we can watch that great episode of... Wait. You can't talk about Breaking Bad and not have seen bleh. Yeah. And we can watch that with... Context? Some context. <laughs> like. And then we'll probably take a little bit of a break in the release schedule. Very similar to how my other podcast, Who Are You, takes season breaks. We'll probably take a series break after that of a week or two, just to give ourselves a little buffer in editing. Oh, and then our predictions. Yes. Do matter. When we do the walkthrough recap, we're going to find out whose predictions were actually correct or not. Score off that. And then uh, whoever got the most points picks the next series, which we'll announce at the end of the episode after. Yep. So that way the person who gets to decide has a little bit of time to think about it. I'm going to just lay this out right here, Jafar. Yeah. If there is not confirmation one way or the other on what happens to Bogdan... He got run over by a car in the car wash. We'll look it up, Ben. <laughs> if that character just never appears again, it's because he got run over. It, it is decided. It is decided. You are. It is decided. You, it is decided. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. He probably shows up when they buy the car wash. But 
That's he shows up by past. being run over. <laughs> what I wasn't expecting to show up was snow at the start of this episode. No. That was a surprise. Yes. <laughs> and so we open in media snow. Walt is looking for a car that is unlocked. And in a bunch of Californian writers trying to talk, like, write about how a car acts under the snow, even though they've never seen it. Uh, <laughs> we get somebody opening a snow-packed car without just a pile of snow falling into the driver's seat. He's able to close the door without all of the snow falling off driver's side door mm -hmm. and try and get this car going. Yeah, he tries to hotwire this car. He gets a screwdriver out of the glove box. That's why I never keep a screwdriver in my glove box. And do you think he gets it out and realizes, I don't know how to hotwire a car? Because he kind of <laughs> just stops. <laughs> well, he sees the lights. There's some police come up. Yep. He's clearly on the run. And he just kind of is all like, oh, if I start this car right now, that might give away my position. But if the writers knew anything about snow and cars, the police officer would have been like, hey, here's a car with all of the snow off the driver's side door. Maybe <laughs> I take a look-see. I think they were on the other side. I think the cops approached from the passenger side. So they wouldn't have a chance to see it. Okay. Is It was my read on that scene. So we get a... Walt finds the keys. And? Starts the car. And what else does he find? A Marty Robbins cassette. Yes. I was going to say, we get El Paso. Yes. This is, of course, foreshadowing how Gomez, our king of El Paso, is so close to Walt. Wait, man, you're cutting me deep bringing up Gomez so early. I know. This is this is actually hurting me. Now, Jafar, <laughs> yeah. I do have a question, because he finds the keys underneath the sun visor on the passenger seat. Yeah. In a previous episode, we talked about my absolute fear and being terrified of the, the idea yeah, the of... abject horror. ...of leaving a key on the back tire. Have you ever known anybody to leave keys under a sun visor? I've never known anyone to leave keys in their car except locking themselves out of their car. Oh, I've done that. I've done that many times. Once while the car was running. <laughs> um, Same. I did that in high school once. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this the sun visor is another, and I've, I've learned the hard way to ask, is this just my own personal experience not having run into this? Or is it a Hollywood trope that doesn't really exist? I was humbled by finding out school nurses actually exist in the real world. I've seen many movies, including Independence Day. Mm -hmm. Where keys are hidden under the sun visor. I have never known anyone to actually do this. Also, Jafar, do you know anything about Marty Robbins, the performer, the singer? I know that he was one of my dad's favorites. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Big Iron is a song that make regularly makes it on my playlists. I've known it for decades. Mm -hmm. And it was in Fallout Fall New, New Vegas. Vegas. Yep. Yeah. And so it kind of became popular again through that means but it's just like a song that my dad used to play you know marty robbins is the kind of guy where he was a country music musician slash nascar driver Gene, if you ain't first you're last you know what i'm talking about that phrase trademark not ricky bobby did not know that yes so he is one of those guys where you're just like okay well you lived the lifestyle, my dude. Wrote 500 songs, put out 60 albums. 
Wow. Just don't look into his politics. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to guess I won't be surprised. No. If you hear country western musician slash NASCAR driver, (laughs) political views... Your brain makes a decision for yeah. you, and it's the correct one. It's He's not a 50s country musician where it's like, no, we hate the government and all authority. This is after that. <laughs> <laughs> we see a New Hampshire plate as yes. Walt gets gas, which is presumably where he stole this car from. We get confirmation of that later. That confused and confounded me, but we'll get to that when we get there. We see a trunk full of cash. And drugs. He's still drinking water from a gas station hose. Yes, he doesn't go in to, like, get something from the cooler. He doesn't spend a dollar on a water bottle. No. We see uh, Walt use a payphone. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, you happen to be somewhere that still has a payphone in, you know... Wherever. Also in, you know, the 2000s. Yeah. And he calls Susan. Yep. Pretending to be David. David Lynn from the New York Times Mm -hmm. asking about getting a photo of Mr. and Mrs. Schwartz for their article and looking for a time that they will be around. He gets their information and then waits for them, lets them enter the home, turns off the waits for them to turn off the alarm and then follows them in. Now, them turning off the the alarm. Did you notice how many keystrokes their alarm code was? It seemed long. I counted. It was over 20 keystrokes. It's a long-ass that alarm code. That is a code. long code. <laughs> the sort of thing where I do not want to be like, 3.45 a.m., I've been driving for seven hours, <laughs> the alarm is beeping at me and I can't remember... Yeah. Or the cat tripped something, and I'm just like, uh, it's five, three, five, four, five, nine. Ah, oh, I gotta start over. I mean, it might be a pattern that's very easy, like one, 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 two, one, three, one, four. Or it could be like my birthday, your birthday, our anniversary. Yeah. Anyways, he follows them in. They open some wine in the kitchen as he's looking at their family photos. Yeah. And they all know each other, but we don't know them. Yes. He empties his trunk of cash, $9,720,000. And after they start talking, and this is some of the pieces fall into place for me during this conversation. Jafar, a question about the 9720 Yeah. Because that's what he says you are going to use to set up a trust for my, uh, my kids. Yeah. Because my wife won't talk to me, my son won't talk to me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why would we do this? And he says, because you're also going to donate $28 million to the charity of like helping people whose lives were destroyed by meth. Yeah. So do we think this pile of money is the 9.7 plus the 28? Probably. That's what I, I thought. We know he's had a ton of money around, and so it's hard to say how much he currently has because that number seems to be a a giant... Uh, We're a long way from $737,000. Yeah. We also find out later in this episode, the money he buried? Yeah. Not this money. Yeah. Uh, So this is new money. (laughs) Other money somehow. Yeah. So they're going to turn it over to Walt Jr. in 10 months on his 18th birthday. I believe, Last, what we don't see here, last time on, These are the people that Walt got his Nobel Prize with. I think that's the case, too. 
they got rich and he got to teach high school. Yep. And he's going to make sure because he talks about them having some kind of relationship in the past and how they yep. got wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just that just made sense. To they me. went into corporate chemistry. He went into yeah teaching. I did appreciate in this they are making their wine and when they find him the the wife screams and the husband Elliot comes at Walt with a paring knife. Yeah. <laughs> and Walt is just completely nonplussed where it's just like man, do you know how many people have blown up with thermite? Do you think <laughs> I care about a paring knife? That's a knife. That's a knife. Yeah, you know like uh, air fighter pilots on their planes, when they take someone down, they'll put the little the little marks and stuff, right? Walt just has a ton of explosions on the side of his Aztec. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone he's killed with thermite. Walt gets a handshake to seal this deal that they're going to follow through and set up this trust and do all these things with this money. But that's not good enough. No, because, you know, you don't become fabulous, like, so fabulously wealthy that you can come up with, like... It would logically be, I can donate over, uh, almost $40 million to people mm-hmm. with meth-related lifestyle problems. Yeah. You have to be so obscenely wealthy. Yes. And you don't get to be that rich without being like, hey, there's $40 million on my table. I will just steal that. 100%. So he informs them of the hitmen that are yes. going to watch them and make sure that this actually happens. Now, in a couple of moments, we find out these hitmen are actually Skinny Pete and Badger. Yep. Jesse's fuck-up friends. With laser pointers. With laser pointers. (laughs) They confirm to Walt that the blue meth is still around, and Walt immediately believes Jesse is cooking again. Yep. Pete says he thought Jesse had moved to Alaska, though. We see Jesse has taken up woodworking. But it's just dream woodworking. He doesn't have enough clamps in his dreams, though. That's a problem. You need definitely more clamps as a woodworker. Well, but it seems like he's not gluing anything. It's all joinery. You still would want clamps for all kinds of stuff. Okay. You don't just use them for glue up. So you use them to hold stuff in place while you're doing the joinery. Okay. There's all kinds of things you would use. Well, you don't need clamps when it's woodworking of the mind. That's fair. Because we find out Jesse is not in a beautiful woodworking shop. He is in the Nazi meth shop. Yep, this looks just like Lydia and Todd's uh, Heisenberg's franchise we saw in our previous episode. Yep, and he is chained to a pipe pulley system from the middle of the room. Yep. So he is clearly not there of his own volition. Mm Mm-hmm. Walt returns home and pulls something from behind a power plate, and we see Heisenberg spray-painted in the wall, and this is the home is in a state of squalor. Yes, absolute disrepair. So we get a flashback to Walt's 50th birthday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get to see uh, Pilot Hank with all of his bravado. Yeah. And then we go to a diner where Walt is having his own breakfast and he has made 52 out of bacon. Now (laughs) giving us a firm timeline. Everything has happened in two years. Yep. That is crazy. We also see... Walt got himself a birthday present. <laughs> He's got an M60. Some folks are born made to wave the flag. Ooh, red, white, and blue. He's hanging out in the background here as Lydia and Todd meet up. He sits down with them and asks to talk for a few minutes. 
Yep. He says, I just need two minutes of your time. Yep. He's devised a new chemical process to remove the need for thieving methylene in large quantities. Yep. Lydia asks him how they knew they were going to be there. And he's all like, this was our scheduled hang. Yes. (laughs) You just, this is your, I meet with my meth cook time. Yeah. Which goes to really, (laughs) which really shows Lydia is somehow gone from, I let 50 gallon drum of methylamine fall out of my warehouse every once in a while to, I am somehow distributing meth in massive quantities to Europe. Yeah. She has gone up in the world, but she is not a criminal mastermind. (laughs) Correct. He says he'll teach them how to do this for a million dollars. For how much? One million dollars. Lydia agrees and sends him on his way, but notes to Todd that this is a setup and they're just going to kill his ass. Yeah, Todd is just like, but why would we deal with him? What's going on? She's like, Todd, you moron. We're going to kill him. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Out in the desert, Walt is assembling some Deus Ex Blastina (laughs) that runs off his car remote. Walt is building this this robot. We see he's still wearing his wedding ring around his neck. Yes. And... Also, we see uh, another example of Walt just being generally good at science. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, he's a chemist. He's not an engineer. How does he know how to build this? Uh, where <laughs> is his expertise? Well, Ben, I feel like this. You didn't say what happened to her, but I feel like you asked me what happened to her. What the hell happened? Can't explain. But I got the van. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you. That after Jesse mentioned building a robot. Building Methbot? Building Methbot back when they were trapped in the RV and they couldn't get it started. He actually looked into robotics. Mm. Became a bit of an amateur. I mean, it could also be, hey, I was trying to figure out a way to automate cooking meth. Uh, (laughs) So he makes some sort of uh, meth Goldberg machine. You just fill all of the, the beakers and then push the button. And at the right time, the meth just comes out the other end. So after this, we see Skylar and Marie calls with news on Walt. He's in town. Marie is convinced that there's only three reasons Walt would show up in Albuquerque, Skylar, Flynn, or herself. Yep. And Hank seems real dead here, and we get confirmation on that in a moment. Yeah. She she refers to Hank as in the past tense. Yeah. Also, I feel like Marie is giving herself a lot of credit um, in this situation. <laughs> uh, oh, he's definitely coming back for me? No, Marie. But also, she references they found the car he stole in New Hampshire. Yes. How do they know he stole that car? Uh, <laughs> all the meth in the back seat, all the all the tidy Walter Whiteys. Does he just like leave those wherever he goes, <laughs> like the Green Man? <laughs> Instead of flowers springing up wherever I tread, it's just underpants. <laughs> the camera pans, and we see that Walt is already at Skyler's. And your host, me. I've been here the whole time. He came to say goodbye. Tonight he's tying up the last loose ends. He gives her a lotto ticket and says that the numbers are the GPS coordinates of Hank and Gomez's body. We saw that lottery ticket in our last episode because it was the GPS coordinates where uh, he went to find the money. Yeah. So we get confirmation of this later. It seems the Nazis dug up all the money and dumped Hank and Gomez in the barrels, the money barrels. Yeah. 
well, just take out the barrel. You got a huge pit. Throw the feds in. Mm-hmm. Which means R.I.P. my boy Gomez. I mean, maybe Gomez's ghost will show up and fuck something up. Or maybe he punched out. He was buried alive. And you can't keep a go- you can't keep Gomez down. <laughs> uh, he admits that he did all of this for himself. Yes, he now, liked it. He was he was very good at it, and it made him feel alive. Now, Jafar, do you think he's telling the truth here? Um, maybe. Because I can see him telling the truth of, like, I actually really enjoyed this after, you know, being a high school teacher where no one cared or respected me. I was respected. I was feared. Uh, I, I will say, and we didn't watch this episode, but knowing that the episode two episodes ago was named Ozymandias. Yes. Yes, I think this is true. Look upon, I think that is a no. That, that enough is to say that this is true. It could also be he was looking upon his works, ye mighty and despairing, and nothing besides remains, where he just watched everything he built just be completely washed away. Yeah. I was reading it, and I was just like, could it well, possibly... Yeah, I do think it means the poem, oh. not not the Watchman character, Yes, to be clear. <laughs> but, yeah, I was thinking, could it be him trying to say what Skylar wants him to say? Because she's, she says, like, don't tell me you did it for the family. And he's like, maybe if I absolve her of that, she can move on. Maybe. So she doesn't have to think, like, our money problems because I refuse to get a job because my novel was totally going to come out. I mean, it is very unfair to him for, of him to place it solely on her. No. But also, we don't know how much she did or didn't try to help fix their situation. Yes. Just because we didn't watch those episodes i could see it conceivably being man i actually really loved being a drug kingpin it it, it rules <laughs> um, or i could see it being i'm going to be dead tomorrow i'm going to you know absolve her of any feeling of complicity in my downfall you have to understand drugs can make you feel good they make you feel on top of the world you're happy sure of yourself in control he gets a death sentence in the first episode and becomes, you know, who yeah. he is, who he could be if unleashed. Yep. We see that DE agents are keeping tabs on Flynn as Walt yep. also watches from a distance. Yep. Hiding behind a wall, sneaky peeping. Walt rolls into the compound with the uh, Nazis and is escorted in, searched. His keys get taken and he meets with the Nazis. Walt is going to get taken out back, uh, but instigates with the windmill tattoo enthusiast who reveals Jesse is cooking for them, but is not a partner. No, and this was one bit where, like, this is a great episode, but this is one bit where I'm just, like, having to suspend my disbelief. I forget the name of the head Nazi. He's a head Nazi, so screw him. Jack. Jack, okay. I Uh, have it in my notes. He's like, take him out back, shoot him. And he's like, fine, yeah, whatever, keep working with Jesse. And he's like, no, 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 wait. You think I'm working with a rat? No, I've just got one enslaved. Let me show you. And it's like, why are you? Why do you care that Walt is going to be shot thinking differently of you? Are, are you worried he will get to hell and be like, and Jack works with rats. I'm going <laughs> to tell all the Nazis here. Yeah. 
that will really change things in this situation. I'm assuming there was a time jump here, because Walt has hair now. He has a beard. He's not shaved head and goateed. He might have just been shaving his head for a while. Well, he does admit that he was shaving his head, but hair takes time to grow. I mean, hair can grow pretty fast. But he has, you know, an inch and a half, two inches. I mean... There are at least months have transpired. I would put a month. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My hair grows very fast, apparently. I I have have recently become a shaved headman, and Uh, I do have to worry about five o'clock head shadow. So I understand the fast-growing hair, but it was just interesting seeing disheveled Walt and them making fun of him for it. Yeah. Todd goes to collect (laughs) Chessie. As Walt go gets his keys, Jesse looks worse than Walt. Mm-hmm. Walt tackles him and then starts the trap, shooting up all those Nazi fucks. Yeah, <laughs> he has an automated machine gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Walt is on top of Jesse, originally having tackled him, but now clearly keeping him out of the line of fire. Yes. Did you happen to notice what happened to Walt? You mean that he got shot in this scene? Yes. No, I didn't notice until they showed us. I was watching the rest of the people, mm-hmm. so I was paying close attention to Jesse in the background, and I was paying close attention to Todd specifically in the background. Because Todd also does not get shot. Yeah, Todd also doesn't get shot. Jesse does get shot, but survives, and we see him moving. Yes, but you do see Walt get hit, and he grunts. So it was a one of those things where it's like, I appreciated that from a, like, TV making production standpoint Mm -hmm. because so often in a thing like this you'll have that character who gets like oh man there was all the shooting going on and I got hit in the side it's like when did that happen you know we were watching all these people get you know blasted when did our like sidekick get shot and that they actually showed it was like all right that's some craft here I really appreciate that Mm -hmm. I also appreciated that not all of the Nazis are dead dead like they're clearly dying but they didn't fall into the trope of a bullet instantly instantly kills kills you. you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not how that works. So Todd, Jesse, and Walt all appear to be the only survivors initially. Jesse chokes Todd. Yes, with his chains. Yes, Walt finds a gun and kills Jack, who has been severely wounded but still alive. And I loved this because Jack tries to be like, well, of course you're worried about your barrels of money, and if you shoot me out, you'll never know where they are, so allow me to now start negotiating, and Walt's just like, bam. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. Everything I need to do is done. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so Jesse, Jabba's Todd, Walt shoots Jack. It's great. Would it be Jabba-ing Todd, or would it be Leia-ing Todd? Um, I would say Todd gets jabba Todd gets jobbed. <laughs> yes. I'm just, Leia kills enough people that you have to, like... Uh, <laughs> yep. Because she's a badass. <laughs> Walt slides Jesse the gun. Jesse holds him at gunpoint, but won't shoot until Walt says that he wants to die. Jesse sees that Walt has already been shot and doesn't shoot. Instead of telling him he can do it himself if he wants to die. I don't think he's seen that Walt is shot. He They show it. They show it later. No, after, they, show it. they show it here. They show it after Jesse leaves. No, they show it here. Okay. He, like, looks down and he's, like, holding his side and stuff. I didn't pick that up. I thought Jesse was more just like, you want me to kill you for some sort of catharsis because you think it'll be good for me? Yeah. No. Shoot yourself. 
I'm mm-hmm. not killing any more people. I killed Todd. That is my win. Yep. Todd's phone goes off. And it's a separate ringtone. Yes, we find out that Todd is the kind of guy who has special ringtones for special people. Yep, I should have put that on my predictions because I've been proven right. Yes. It's the tattooed lady. And Walt answers and tells Lydia she's already dead. Yep. All the Nazis are dead. Todd's dead. She's dead. She's got poisoned with ricin. Didn't expect a ricin callback. Classic Walt. Yeah. That's what he picked up from his the old house. Yep, that was the ricin. And he knew that she always put stevia in her tea, mm-hmm. which is why when she got there, there was only one packet. Yep. Because he ricined it. Jesse looks at Walt as he gets in the car and drives off. Walt goes to the lab at the Nazi compound, and the cops start to drive up. Walt collapses as Baby Blue, as baby blue plays. And we get a slow twisting crane overhead as he dies. The cops come into the compound and it's done. Now, Jafar. Ben. We have some bits where Walt is is longingly and lovingly looking at the science equipment in the meth lab. Yeah. As he, you know, feels his life slipping away. But he couldn't have been in there very long. No. The cops get there quick. Well, the cops are responding to the sustained minute something of gunfire. You have to assume minutes of gunfire at Nazi compound isn't out of the ordinary. Or if it is, would they have cops have come when they shot him out back? I mean, throughout all we've seen of this show, emergency services respond significantly faster than they should. Yes, where why are all these cops out here in rural New Mexico near a compound? Uh, so Which, that way red and blue lights can flash off of the equipment to make the shot prettier. I know, but it's also like, hey, maybe there should be a bunch of cops here. It's a Nazi compound. <laughs> like, yeah. There should at least be like one guy with binoculars here <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with my taxpayer dollars paying for guy outside of every compound. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, we do end with Walt dead. Yeah. Whew. So we don't have any more predictions to make. No, the show is over. Unless uh, you want to predict what happens in El Camino. No, I... No. No. Uh, no. So we've been told that season three, episode ten, Fly, is the one to see. Okay. Uh, from multiple people who... Multiple friends of ours who have recommended the show said that's a really good episode. All right. Did we look at a... Sure did. A list of top I took, episodes? I took a li- list of a couple lists of top i think i looked at three different lists of top episodes at this point and you'd be surprised how many of them we hit i was wondering because it fe- felt like man we hit some bangers yeah tajali is on that list on most of the lists i saw dead freight is on most of the lists i saw salute is on most of the lists i saw four days out is on most of the lists i saw ozymandias might be the one to miss it is the only TV show episode on IMDb that has a perfect 10 out of 10. It has 198,000 ratings, and it is a 10 out of 10. Why aren't we watching that one? Uh, because it's in the three episodes between. It, exactly, because it's we watched the start of the finale and the end of the finale, and it's basically a big four-parter. Oh, so okay. we're not watching it because... We'd have to watch the two in between and at that yeah, point, yeah. Yeah, it's just like we just watched the whole finale. Yeah. So, 
uh, keeping in with the spirit of the pod fly is what we're going to watch, which is season three, episode 10, a long night in the meth lab pits Walt and Jesse against a pesky fly that refuses to die no matter what they do. And all the girls say I'm pretty fly for a meth guy. All right. So next week, we'll, we'll, we will be back with our reading through a synopsis of Breaking Bad to see what we got right and what we got wrong yep. and to score a final tally of points. Uh, but until then, we'd like to thank Ripe for letting us use their absolute fucking banger of a song goon squad as our theme music it's awesome as this episode airs their tour i believe will be wrapping up slash it just wrapped up but you should totally check them out on spotify on wherever you listen to music on. Yeah. they're on everything as far as i know they're great go listen to them you will thank yourself for it we'd also like to thank annette lucina for using the creative commons license in your photography so that we can take that wonderful picture of the tv and turn it into a podcast art we appreciate the hell out of you and using creative commons we'll see you next week internet see you next time on last time on girl you didn't fuck up you were just being a dog you're just being a dog but you're too jangly girl you're too jangly puffin you're such a jangly girl okay come here yes you're a good girl get some pets okay this is all getting edited out anyways or it doesn't and i don't know we put that at the end okay stop licking my hands thank you girl yes i know they taste like pizza yes i know you want pizza no you can't have pizza (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>